Now streaming on Not the Podcast You Deserve. Welcome to episode 110 of Not the Podcast You Deserve. Can you believe it, Drew? 110. Wow. Oh, what an accomplishment. Mm. I wanted to see which Drew would say something first. Could have been either of you. I was beaten to the punch. As we often are. Uh, this is uh, Not the Podcast You Deserve. Kyle, Drew, and Drew. Uh, one of them supposedly handsome, one of them supposedly spells their name with a U. I can't verify either of those things being true. This is uh, the 110th episode, uh, which is pretty great. And now streaming episode, talk about stuff we've been watching. You guys, I only had one movie that I wanted to talk to you guys about. Uh, I finally watched Belfast. Did you, did y'all, did y'all see Belfast? I haven't seen it, but I am aware of what it is. Yeah, Kenneth Branagh's latest mm-hmm. feat. Um, and is it's the trippiest movie I've seen, and I saw Elvis this year, <laughs> so like I don't, and, I don't know, and everywhere about it. all at once, everything, everything, everywhere, yeah. all the yeah, all the same times, yeah. Mm. Uh, I saw Nope, and this was trippier than Nope. It's trippy because um, whereas those movies are like visually like uh, you know wild, and the premise is strange, this is just a movie about stuff that actually happened in a real place. <laughs> um, I think it's apparently Kenneth Branagh's like childhood story of him growing up in Belfast. I think I think I read that somewhere. Um, but like the opening of the movie is a bunch of establishing shots of modern day Belfast, and it's all in color and it's all like real wild. And then it like slowly kind of pans away from a wall or down a wall, and then it goes black and white. And I was like, "Am I in the right movie for the first five <laughs> minutes?" Though um, it is. It, it was filmed like an old-timey movie, if that makes sense, where, like, uh, they'd have a scene in the kitchen, and then the mom and the dad would walk out of the kitchen, you know, out to the side yard, and instead of it cutting to, like, a new shot, the camera would just, like, pan over uh, to the side yard. So it was very kind of like Andy Griffith's show, like, old-timey feeling, like, like the way that they used to make movies back in the day. Um, and there was lots of, like, handheld camera stuff that was just kind of odd lots of really long one takes there's a scene where a kid is at a table with his mom and dad and it's like a minute and a half of dialogue going back and forth between all three people but the camera just focuses on the boy it never changes it never cuts it's just on him the whole time um which so i think this whole thing was him like telling a story of a really important personal thing that happened in his life but from the point of view of a child which is interesting because you always see the parents fight, but it's when he's walking down the stairs and you only catch that bit of it, or right after they've left a, the dinner table. So it's all you see all these like really adult, serious things happening through the point of view of this little kid, and also shot like a, like a movie from from back in the day. Um, yeah, so it was, it was made to look like it was filmed in the '60s. I think I think that's what they were going for, and it kind of did the trick. But also, I think cameras are just so much better now that I think that it looks weird. Whereas, like, it didn't, it wouldn't look that weird if you put on I Love Lucy or uh, yeah, yeah, Singing yeah. in the Rain or well, whatever. It turns out that we've actually come out with cameras that can film in color. So, I yeah, think right. that that's an interesting... That's, that's a big one, yeah. yeah. It'd be hard to go back. But that's that's interesting that the, the story is 
You said the story was crazy. No, it's a very it's a it's a kid growing up in Belfast, and his parents are trying to figure out if they want to leave or not because of all the craziness going on. Like that's so it. What made the experience so trippy? Trippier than everything, everywhere, all at once. It was just filmed. You don't see anything filmed like that anymore, oh, and okay. you've never seen anything filmed like that that well. You yeah. know, like it's it was kind of like a, it was similar to watching um oh the Shakespeare one Macbeth. It was similar to watching Macbeth oh. because you're just like, this is trippy because like this doesn't look real. And I don't think they want it to look real, right. and like it's just kind of like a weird kind of experience. That was Belfast. It was a movie about the '60s that was filmed like they would have filmed it in the '60s, but with cameras from 2020. <laughs> and um, I think it was just too much for the brain to process. They talk what's the thing from Polar Express, the Valley, Uncanny Valley. Uncanny whatever. Valley, nice, yeah. I don't know if there's a, if there's a term for. These cameras are just really good, and and this it makes everything else look bad. I don't know. <laughs> how, did it, sure. how did it compare to like that first episode of WandaVision, where they're also filming that kind of black and white 50s, 60s television show? Yeah, 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 in front of the live in live studio audience. Yeah, yeah. no, it, it's it was very it's it's what it felt like. It's it's very much what it felt like. Uh, it was just the whole time, and it was just weird. I don't know if I liked the movie because the whole time I was just like, <laughs> what is going on? What are they doing? I was so confused. Oscar? No. <laughs> uh, no it, did, it won an Oscar for screenwriting, I think, right? Yeah. That yeah. I could see. It was very, uh, the dialogue was very smart, very witty. Um, and the fact that you kind of saw everything through the kid's point of view, I liked. It just, it was super trippy, man. I, I don't, I didn't, I don't think I liked it. I think I just decided right now that I did not like it. But I think it was a good movie. I asked my wife, I was like, I don't know what's going on, but halfway through, I was like, this is weirding me out. I don't know if I like this. And she goes, it's weirding me out too. I love it. I was like, okay. I just kind of feel like you're either you're either all the way in on this or you're all the way out. Um, and I don't know. I, I'm out then, I guess. I, didn't, I do not want to watch that movie again. So there you go. That's Kyle's movie review of one, something that was nominated for 185 Oscars last year. <laughs> and I think it did win for or at least he was nominated for screenwriting. I don't remember if he won or not. But yeah, it was interesting. I would I would rather watch Coda than that seventy five more times mm. than watch Belfast again. So it, what what was that other black and white movie with Zendaya and um Denzel's mm-hmm. son? Did, yeah. Yeah. That was filmed in black mm-hmm. and white this year. You know what I'm talking about. Yep. It was mm-hmm. really good. I sure would, do. How would you compare That movie's way better. Yeah. Can't think of the name of that movie right now. <laughs> Well, we'll edit in the part where we didn't know, and then we'll just be like, boom, it was. I think you're really overestimating our editing skills. No, he's going to do it. I think that you're really, you think you're a dumb idiot. Clip out (laughs) that part where I said IMDB voice and just put in Kyle definitely (laughs) just adding in his voice later on. Uh, But that's cool. Malcolm and Marie. Malcolm and Marie. Malcolm and Marie. Final answer. Alex, final answer. Uh, Yeah. So, no, Malcolm and Marie was way better. Uh, Belfast was fun, or kind of. I don't know. I need y'all to see it. Somebody tell me I was wrong. I don't like it. I don't want to do it again. Uh, Jerron, what have you been watching? Uh, I've got a couple things. The main thing that I want to talk about, I'm going to spend most of my time talking about Bullet Train, the exact opposite of the experience that you just told us all about, which is the director of Deadpool 2 and many other things, David Leach, created Bullet Train, starring Brad Pitt, um... A bunch of people: Sandra Bullock, Michael Shannon, David Leach didn't Aaron direct Taylor Deadpool Johnson. Two, did he? Uh, you may look it up and correct me and make me look like an idiot while you're, I you're go on right. to uh, explain Bullet Train, which is like just the perfect level of humor. If you like Deadpool two, it's the same, you know, comedy bit like um, 
flavor of comedy, I should say. You've got Aaron Taylor Johnson, um, absolutely killing it. And I, I should have looked up the his co his he has a twin in the show that looks nothing like him, which is kind of the <laughs> joke. But they, they have more screen time than Brad Pitt does, I think. Is it's one of those movies that has twelve different uh, storylines all kind of intersecting. You all you get their backstory kind of after they characters have been introduced. So this random character will show up for a scene, and then you'll get his entire backstory, and then you'll pick up right where you left off. Does that make nice. sense? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is it the is it Brian Henry? That sounds right. Uh, he was from paid. the Eternals. Yes. Uh, That's Eternals funny. fame and uh, yeah. Brian Brian Tyree Henry of a Paperboy from Atlanta. If you watch that, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, then you have Hiroyuki Sonata, phenomenal. Bad Bunny, I believe he is a a hip hop oh, rap no. artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has sure a small is. part, but he's in it. Zazie Beats crushes it for a little bit. Love Zazie Beats. Um, but yeah, it's just a great movie, and it's really fun heist film where like all these characters are fighting over this briefcase, this uh, the MacGuffin. And people get killed here and there, and it's crazy, it's zany, it's so fun. It's just the most fun movie experience I've had, and I would recommend going to see it in theaters, because I think it adds a lot to the experience. You know, I'm sure you will enjoy it at your home, on your home screen, but there's just another level. It's one of those movies that you really do get more out of it by going to the theater, sitting down, and devoting some time for it. Yeah, go, 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 go. Run, don't walk to your local theater. I love Brad Pitt. I think Brad Pitt is the best when he does not have to carry the whole movie. Yeah. And he can just kind of pop in here and there and be weird. We're in a Brad Pittissance, if you will. Um, but no. uh, <laughs> not not it? Okay, fair enough. But anywho, they, uh, I don't want to spoil it, anything in it, but there are a couple, like more than one, really great cameos in this movie that I think also are important to be in the theaters to you can laugh at the screen and point at it while other people know how smart you are for enjoying it as much as you do. Um, so yeah, Bullet Train. Two thumbs way up. The other thing I've been watching is a TV show. I've been watching a lot of things because we're doing two episodes a week plus now streaming plus I want to watch stuff with my wife too. But the other thing that I've put on top of all of that is Rings of Power. Are either of y'all watching Rings of Power? I'm sure not. The Lord no. of the Rings TV I, show. I will watch Probably it. just surprises me. No, I, I definitely will be watching it. It just is one of those things that I missed it when it first came out because I thought it was coming out on a Saturday and then it actually came out on yeah, a yeah. Like, Friday. Like, yeah. And <laughs> I, I just, I've been busy, but I'll try to get yeah. to it this week. That's fine. It's not like you have football season going on on top of everything else. But Rings of Power, Lord of the Rings, Amazon Prime, they have two episodes out as of the recording of this podcast. And I recommend it. I've only heard bad things from everyone else. I don't know where they're getting it because I haven't been upset with any of it. It's slower. I think a lot of people are comparing it to House of Dragon. And it is a little bit... It's not as dark or as gritty or as... um, You know how... it's You know, Game of Thrones is its own flavor. And it does it so intensely that the fact that Lord of the Rings is also in that fantasy magic medieval realm I, th- I i don't think anybody can help but compare the two and i don't i don't compare the two i i have a love for the lord of the rings franchise and i can keep that totally separate from my hate for the game of thrones franchise and maybe that's why i like it because i i enjoy not having to worry about being squeamish while watching a tv show 
while also getting... This kind of feels like your Game of Thrones. Like, this is your big, yeah. like, momentous TV show. Yeah. <laughs> which I'm excited for you about. Uh-huh. I just... Every single review I read was like, this is terrible. So, like, I... It's, it's and a I, lot slower. I was 10 years late to Lord of the Rings, the movies. So, yeah. I, I feel like I'm going to be 10 to 20 years late <laughs> on the TV show. Could be wrong. That's fair. And maybe maybe you have to be a big fan, because I, I, I've geeked out on a couple things, a couple drops here and there. Like, Kello Brimbor showed up. The Elvin Smith oh. who made The Rings of Power. Uh, huge drop, incredible seeing him on the line. Not, a, not, not to de- derail the whole thing here. This this ring is so powerful that whoever <laughs> wears it is can is, is invisible and can be seen by a floating eyeball. Okay, the, the, I, <laughs> the main. Thing. I just have questions on how that helps you rule the world. Right, right. Uh, I will does, say, it, does this show unpack that specific yes, question? Yes, because the what you no, don't know be. if you haven't read the books or the Silmarillions. The the main thing, the the one ring to rule them all, the reason it's called that is because Sauron deceived Celebrimbor. I don't know, it's a lot of names in here. I apologize if your brain shut off already. But he made a bunch of powerful rings for all, all the high dwarves, high elves, human rulers. And it gave them all superpowers and made them leaders and everything. And then he made his own ring, the one ring to rule them all, which made him ruler of whoever wore the other rings. And so... It's kind of his big play for power. Does that make sense? It just turned him invisible? Okay. <laughs> I feel like you're not even trying to, to meet me halfway. But I get it. Man. Frodo does turn invisible like three times about the three movies, and everybody's like, whoa, the one ring. But Yeah, I just he turns invisible, but a big eyeball sees him. So like what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like so, I feel like I wouldn't have conquered the world with those two powers, but the the one person you don't want to see you automatically gets to see you when you put it on. But uh, the, I, I imagine they're going to explain. They're going to explain a lot further why it's important, and it is way cooler when Frodo is not the one holding it, or when Samwise Gamgee is not the one holding Frodo, who's holding it. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm going to wait for Crawford to get back to me on your review before I dip my toes into this lake. I don't. I don't think it's going to be good for me. I don't think I like it, but I, 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 I refuse. I will hold judgment. Uh, I will recommend I, it. I do I have something that I think you will like, though. Oh yeah, what's oh, that? Yeah. Uh, you guys may have already seen these, so I apologize if I'm repeating. But the I Am Groot shorts on Disney, yeah, are, are great. absolutely gold. And I mean, they're about six, seven minutes each, you know. But they're so cute. They're so fun. Usually, I feel like people are going to watch them with their kids, and that's how they're going to enjoy mm-hmm. it. I would tell you, fully justified, it's a great time with no kids. My wife and I watched all <laughs> six in a row and had a great Saturday afternoon. Uh, spent spent 45 minutes watching them all, and uh, it was fantastic. They were so cute. And highly, highly recommend <laughs> I Am Groot Shorts on Disney+. Plus. You know, I've lost, sleep, I've lost sleep many a night's. Like trying to figure out what order and how I'm going to show my daughter, introduce her into the MCU. Like, do we start with the original Spider-Man and then and then work our way through the Andrew Garfield stuff and then get to Iron Man, or do I just jump? Do I do? Does she have to watch the X-Men? Does she need to see Fantastic Four? You know, what's in, what's out? How do I do it? How do I keep it? Where I keep. I was worried about it for so long, and then I freaking put on I Am Groot <laughs> seven minutes, and she sat there and watched the whole thing. And yeah. I was like, well, I guess. Shouldn't have thought that hard about it. Find one with a cute tree, and there we go. Now we're in. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm going to have my kid hide under a rock for 30 years until they can really appreciate what it's like sure. to not be in the Marvel MCU universe. Much we call that the Harry Potter effect. 
uh, you just hide them <laughs> in, a, in a broom closet. A cupboard. Yeah. Uh, the other couple things I was watching recently, uh, I did watch Lightyear on Disney Plus. Now that that's out there, um, I enjoyed it. had a had a decent time. Uh, wow. Had so much love for that little cat. Uh, <laughs> socks. Right? Socks. Yeah. Uh, that was great. And um, all right. I I'm glad I didn't go see it in theaters. I was happy to watch that for free, quote unquote, on Disney Plus. Um, yeah. Before I get added to death with them. Uh, the other thing, <laughs> I was late to this, but uh, finally saw Army of the Dead. I tried to watch it, I don't know, several months ago, late at night, and fell asleep. And finally made it through this time. And oh, is that the Zack love- Snyder one? Yeah. yeah. The horror the movie with the zombie, zombie tiger. Yeah. Dude, that's a great movie. That Dave really Batista. I enjoyed yeah. it a lot. Uh, if you're into Zack Snyder stuff, or you're into zombie movies, this was really fun because it was a heist movie with zombies around and it wasn't all just yeah. like the science of the zombies like you just got over that real quick they're like listen they exist mm-hmm. let's move on um, we're not going to drag this out for t- three movies about who caused the original zombies they're like we don't care move on uh, we don't care there's money in Las Vegas let's go get it Yeah, yeah. I, I liked that it was like a, a bank heist movie but instead of there being lasers that you have to jump dive around it with zombies that you had to slowly walk beside yeah i also love that everybody instantly was like oh we can only kill them by shooting them in the head well headshots only and it's like hey guys what were we aiming at before like (laughs) why did they all have to turn into zombies for us to become excellent marksmen all of a sudden but seriously like (laughs) batista just sprays down the line it's just like perfect between the eyes like 30 people in a row it's like all right he's talented that yeah. man is talented. And John Wick mode was turned on. And then the last one, uh, this is an oldie but a goodie, and I recommended it because I realized most of my family had not seen this movie, and I made them watch it over Labor Day weekend, but Clue, uh, the original <gasps> Clue. Wow. Yeah. Very fun. I love that movie. I was triggered to watch it because I was re-watching some episodes of Psych. There's one where they basically do an episode of Clue. They bring a lot of the original cast back and stuff, but it was... Uh, I mentioned it to some of my family and they're like, oh, I've never seen that. And I was like, all right, well, what? we need to fix that. So it was, I'm it was glad a you lot did of that. fun. Fun fact, do you know who owns the rights to Clue currently? Ryan Reynolds and Jason yeah. Bateman. Really? Can't wait for that. Yeah. Like the game, I don't know like which one the of them's playing Wadsworth. As well, or t- just the movie rights? <laughs> just the movie rights. I was like, movie. As far sure. as I know, I, haven't, I didn't follow you up. You bought a Hasbro? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. He can't do yeah. no wrong. Yeah, I wouldn't. I'm. I don't think that either one of them would have purchased those rights if they weren't like expecting to star in it. So right, yeah. right. I don't foresee either of them trying a British accent and going with it for a full movie. But I'd be down for it. No, uh, I, I could see definitely that. see them both being Mr. Green. I would see ah. that tomorrow. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Jason Bateman sure. for sure will be Professor Plum. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I just don't know. I don't know who you would cast as Wadsworth. Tim Curry crushed that role. Yeah, he did, that yeah. is so good. Big shoes. That is there. that is one of the greatest of all time. But that's pretty much it for me. So unless anybody has anything else, I'll wrap this up by saying thanks for tuning in to this episode of Now Streaming. If you want to reach out to us on Twitter, that's NTPYD Podcast or NTPYD Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and tune in for the next episode as I think we're talking sheep. Oh, Rhett and Reese and Paul Wernick are writing it. This is going to be great. 
<laughs> fired up for Clue.